0: and welcome back to our podcast florist undone you're here with me molly and my lovely co-host gabby hello everyone hello matey how are you all right thank you how How are you have half time's over have you survived was it okay yeah we're all good yeah we're all good back into the swing of things the sun is shining the washing is on the line and i'm raring to go for today with you molly's in a very good mood aren't you molly you've had a bit of well not a bit you've had some brilliant opportunities offered to you this morning haven't you so as soon as we came on well we had a little phone call before this but then as soon as we came on facetime molly's cheered me right up so congratulations on all those opportunities mo it's really exciting Thank you. Yes, I, a little bit. Fill in a little bit of a pickle. I'm not going to lie to you, Gab. Me and Gab sometimes do, um, we sometimes do accents on the phone. Uh, you know, like when I ring her, I'm in the studio, and today I came on before this, and I said, "You look like a pop star. You sound like a pop star. You are a pop star." And but not in that I do why she was doing Louis Walsh, but no, she was... was Yorkshire for some reason. <laughs> i was yorkshire yeah it's because i've got no one to talk to you see so um so that's that so yeah we're all good it's all exciting and i just think you know bloody january's done february's almost there and we're getting into the springtime and you know things will start looking up um new opportunities yes yes new opportunities and the sun really yeah think I've got that thing when the sun doesn't shine you go into like oh, 100% you know, down mode 100% I have Can't seen though have you noticed and there's a tree in my garden actually and I think it's an old fruit tree but I don't know all the blossom mm-hmm. well the winter blossoms coming out have you seen it when you've been driving <sighs> yeah oh, and it just yeah, feels so oh. nice it just lifts your mood doesn't it yeah massively I did shout out in the van this morning on the way to school look at that blossom I know and Mac was like Oh yes, mummy! Yes, <laughs> let's go! Woohoo! Singing around the house, you know. So yeah, so we're all good, and um, we just want to say a massive thank you to those of you who have listened to last week's episode. We did say we were going to do this every other week. Uh, so far, we've released one uh, every Friday, and this one will be hopefully going out this Friday, and then going forward from there. Um, you know, they may dwindle off a little bit as weddings pick up, but Depends yeah, we on just on thought once we've got we some get. time yeah that's it let's get them out there and the feedback so far has been amazing so we're very Very grateful again yeah and um we're just gonna go from there so i'm gonna hand you over to gab's and she's gonna talk us through what we're gonna be speaking about on today's podcast and um there we go so last week we discussed um floristry courses didn't we and we had some good feedback on that actually some really positive feedback um so we always sort of have a little chat before we start the podcast about what we want to talk about what we think will be beneficial for people listening because um, as much as we want this podcast to be really fun um and show you the side of us that i suppose doesn't always come through via just images on instagram we do want it to be educational but not just for people not in floristry but also for fellow florists that may not know or may agree with us or disagree we're always open for conversation on that so we were having a little chat and I think the main topic we're going to speak about today is sustainability within floristry as a whole um and I feel like I always have to preface different parts of the podcast and for this part I think I would like to preface this by saying that me and molly both do not claim to be sustainable florists because i think that's quite a big title to hold um yeah because there's a lot more to it than what people might think um but we do claim to try our best don't we and we are still learning still learning different methods still trying to teach ourselves different techniques how to be a bit more sustainable and try and play our part wherever we can if we can So yeah I I I just wanted to try and preface that bit. Um, So I know Molly has as well but we've both trying to maintain sort of sustainable techniques. Um, I think the main one that's sort of prominent in floristry is the use of floral foam. Um, So when I started I actually didn't use foam because I taught myself i just focused on sort of the mossages people talk about don't they molly like moss Mm. in like sausage form but a lot of florists still use foam and have used Mm -hmm. foam for many 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 years um did you get taught in foam um with your course mole yeah we did so i think the whole you know we like i said the course was only short but we were taught to use floral foam yeah and and then, and then when you started seeing, like you said, the sustainable practice then becoming a big part of the wedding industry, I thought, shit, I don't know how to do it. I'm scared. You know, what if it doesn't live? Um, so, yeah, it was a bit like I've been taught back to front in a way, you know, sort of. But, again, every, everyone's different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, with what they use. But, yeah, when I first saw really about it, uh, it did scare me a bit. But then, really... I, I was using. i was trying to be sustainable mm-hmm. with regards to making wreaths and things like that all my wreaths are made from a moss base you know and encourage people to reuse the metal bases for the following year and things like that so actually uh, it sort of was there but i just maybe wasn't aware i think i asked you how to make a moss wreath because yeah, i didn't know did. i didn't use foam yeah. but i used straw um straw. wreath bases mm. which again are sustainable in a way but if you dive deep into it where's the straw come from what's it got on it it's tied with plastic string but I Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to use well how to moss a wreath so I had to FaceTime you and you you had to to show me didn't you yeah so I think like I I was like oh what do you mean people don't know how to make a wreath without a moss base I thought that was the norm and then I started seeing people making you know even last year still wreaths in foam and I was like my God, it doesn't make sense. To me, it didn't make sense. But so, yeah, it's a, I think it's, a, it's still a, the unknown, isn't it, for a lot of people, uh, what's right and what's wrong. And there is no right and wrong, really. It's, it's up to your personal preference and how you're going to use it. I think, like I said, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means in sustainability. There are people who are. Um, one of the main ones that I know of and that I do follow is Shane Connolly. Have you heard of him, Moll? Yes, I have, yeah. So he is fully, fully, fully sustainable. He does a lot of, he actually, if I get my facts right, he um, started a campaign with church flowers um, where Uh, he's gone around the country, I believe, or at least put something out there for people around the country because I think traditionally sort of in old, you know, small quaint villages, it's sort of the elder people, community who do the church flowers, church arrangements mm, for yeah. harvest and, and on all different occasions every week. And these people have been doing it for years. They're not necessarily trained florists, they just do the the, the mm-hmm. flowers for the churches and all they've ever known, I suppose, is foam. So he's gone around mm. I mean he's not just done this, he's he I mean he's huge. He did um Kate and Williams flowers for their wedding uh day in mm. in what's the, where did they get married? What's the church I called? Oh, I can't remember um, Windsor. No. no I can't remember what, anyway but he, I don't know. No, I can't remember. No, I can't I don't even follow remember. all of it. No, Sorry. No. Um but he um bought in actual St Paul's Cathedral. will no we'll go with that. I'm making it we'll go with that oh god he anyway, in, somewhere um Wherever. trees big 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 trees and he lined the aisle with, mm. with trees yeah beautiful that then got they were in big tubs and they then got planted on throughout the grounds mm. um how fab that's great yeah it's, it's lovely um so he's 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 huge and he has been um going around churches you know showing these people how to create the flowers and still create the flowers in a nice way but sustainably he uses no moss um, no foam whatsoever he doesn't really even use moss that much from what I've seen Mm. he creates sort of um, in buckets that then get placed into urns or anywhere around the church he creates sort of a nest not even with chicken wire sometimes it's with twigs he puts in so everything is very very Mm. sustainable but (sighs) I think the thing to note about sustainability, or certainly what I have found, is that it's quite secretive in the methods that are used. I agree. Um, Massively. But if you think, this is how I met you, going back to the episode, this is how I met you. You were launching, you were doing your little um, meadows and stuff, and that's how. Yeah. You were like, let me know if anyone's found this helpful, And, and I said, yeah, I have. Yeah. Because it wasn't spoken about. I do have that book, though. Do you have the book on sustainability? The green one? No, I don't. I should get it. Oh, it's by a... Fo- uh, what's she called? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's really good. It is really I good. Should tell, I should know. <clears throat> um, But but that's the thing. I mean, it's it's not rammed down our necks, but it is secretive in, you know, florists... Whether they all are or not, I do feel like look down upon other florists who aren't completely sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. In twenty twenty two, I I think that's for me when I had felt the most pressure and looked down upon Mm. and I was struggling to post anything on Instagram if it wasn't made in the most sustainably way sustainable way that I could possibly do I thought oh I'm not sure Mm. if I want to post that because I know such and such follows me and if they see Mm. that that might they may unfollow me and I just think the whole stigma around it and I don't know if that's the right word because I know sustainability is so important within floristry and throughout the world. However, in a way, there is a little little bit of a stigma in the camaraderie of florists not wanting to share their methods with other florists. Yeah, I agree, I agree. But if people don't share it, how are people meant to learn? learn?
1: That's where I have an issue with it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Gab. Like, I really, really do agree with you. And I think... I think if everyone's trying to do their bit, which obviously we are, then I think that's better than not trying at all, isn't it? Um, but I do think there needs to be I don't know, a bit more information maybe out there. I or... think there are courses, but obviously you have to pay you have to pay and they're not yeah. they're not cheap. Um, no. but I mean, like I said the video that that you contacted me on that, was mm. that wasn't just me. That was me saying, oh, look, I've created or I've invented this sustainable way. It was, no, I, I screenshotted a florist who I follow story, mm. tried to see how she'd made it because she is sustainable, saw that it was in a mossage or with chicken wire with stones mm. in the bottom and in a plastic container, but that container will be used over and over again. And I just thought, oh, my God, if I've had to go through the trouble of like screenshotting the story mm. to try and see how it's done... I'm just gonna put this video out there just to see if it is helpful to anyone. This is how I've done I agree. it. Try it. If it works for you yeah. it does. If it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm trying. But I think I think as well though, Gabs, so this is just not going off topic at all and we'll bring it back in, but just an example. It's all well and good using, you know, a plastic container that will be reused. Say that wedding is two hours away, right? And you only need to go back the next day to collect one plastic container, that's fuel. You're like doing an unnecessary journey as such. So, so you either charge you, know I mean? you either like, charge the bride and groom two hundred quid to go pick pick up one plastic container, or you lose that that plastic container and you don't know what they're going to do with it afterwards. So it's no, it's and a, then you've travelled an unnecessary journey using fuel, pumping pollution. And I, I know this is going like a step too far, but no. But some people, it's true, it's true, Molly, it's and this, true. some people so, do delve into it this deep. So it's it's important to talk yeah, about that side of it. No, I think you I can't think bike for four, four hours, hours to go pick your plastic container up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't bike four minutes. I do not trust myself on my bike. I've got a lovely bike spoke to ben last night saying do you think i could put it in the van and park there and then bike there and he was like yeah sounds great Mom. And i thought and then i panicked i thought i don't think i can do it i'd be panicked in case i felt you off. should you ah. should rent it out as a prop you know the basket on the front with flowers i know it's bright pink it's so cool yeah you should so do cool. that my mate lives oh my friend lives when she moved she lived she moved just near me and i was like it's only a three minute bike ride kept saying that to her I've only ever done that bike ride once. I remember you doing that bike ride, actually. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 Mad. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, um, but it's just—I mean, it depends how deep you want to delve into it. Del- how is that right? Is that yeah, right, how I just said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Is. Um, it, it depends how far you want to go into it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it is—it's a lot more work to make a mossage than just Mm -hmm. soaking a block of foam and sticking flowers into it personally I don't mind that it takes extra time it is money but I did a wedding that I'm doing this year actually um when I got an inquiry through for it she said and I thought this was really nice of her she said I've seen on your um page that you offer sustainable mechanics Mm -hmm. as sustainable as, as I knew how or could possibly do does it cost more to have that option and I th- I said to her, no, it doesn't. But I thought, isn't it nice that there is someone who's acknowledged the trying cost, and the will yeah. and the cost of it that she she yeah, wanted hugely. to know if it pay if it if it costs extra to, to have that service. Massively. And I think as well, like with the flower frogs that you use to put in the vessels, they are not cheap.
1: Oh so my there God, is no. no
0: way that I could you know, I've committed to buying some now and I'm really excited to use them. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, Mole. Flower frogs are a great alternative to chicken wire even. Um, But you do Mm. have to consider, again, the cost of the flower frogs because they aren't cheap and that you will have to go back the next day to collect them and make sure that you get them back into your collection, won't you? Yeah, definitely, 100%, yeah. I'm excited to start using them though and going down that route, but agreed, as long as you get them back, that's fine. Yeah, 100%. And another thing as well, I think I've learned with bowl arrangements, because I use chicken wire in mine with tape, is Mm. that by the time you put them in your van and you can pad those bowls out as much Mm. as you want, as soon as you get to the church, to the reception, to the venue, wherever you're going, all the bowls are empty. The water's everywhere, all over your car. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. That's that's really enjoyable when that happens. So I always take at least two (laughs) bowls of water with me just to top them up when we get there. Mm um good thinking so yeah I mean there are different options for mechanics that I'm sure there's courses and things me personally I'm just going to continue trying to educate myself because again it's a much quieter year I don't have I've got a mortgage to pay I haven't got five six thousand pound you know a thousand pounds to spend on a on a course I think as long as we can all um strive to try our best and teach ourselves the best methods for us if we are all trying to be just a little bit more sustainable then I think we will eventually get there and hopefully there will be some more widely available courses for existing florists massively i agree and i think really with the community of existing florists let's just be a bit more open 100 let's not be so secretive like we're not out there to get anyone's business we've all got our own style we've all got business coming in we can help each other if we just open our mouths and ask let's you know, we know that there's more people out there working in the same situations as us that maybe at times do feel lonely. So just pop us a message because we'd love to hear from you and just know that you're not on this journey alone. And don't be disheartened if you message a florist and they leave you unread. That's happened to me on quite a few occasions where I've seen them use a... Yeah, but they're not your people. No. They're not your people. No, But but it's rude. (laughs) Bloody well, rude. It is rude. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, moving away from sort of the the mechanic side of of sustainability is the flower side. So, I know Mm -hmm. um, this is another thing that I think is important, but also that I do have a little bit of an issue with, or quite a big issue with, Mm -hmm. is um, seasonal flowers. So, I like to if I am given the opportunity by the couple when they book me to give me full rain and they don't have a specific requirement for exact flowers in their arrangements mm-hmm. and they say to me, I've got one coming up in April, she's given me a colour scheme, she said I want seasonal flowers, so it's April, there's going to be ranunculus anemones, you know, muscari a little bit, nice spring flowers, narcissi mm-hmm. in there for scent, hyacinths. I have an issue I have a wedding in two weeks. No, it's next week, sorry. I have a wedding next week where the bride has come to me and she has been quite specific with what she wants. She wants roses, she wants orchids, Mm -hmm. and she wants Westminster Abbey roses and gypsophilia. That's it, okay? Mm -hmm. Nine bridesmaids, bridal, buttonholes. It's in Sheffield, but it's money that I have got coming in that I would have not had if I if I'd have in turn turned around her and said, sorry, I am just a seasonal florist or a a fully sustainable Mm. florist because seasonality comes under under sustainability. I can't take on your wedding because it doesn't align with my ethos. I wish that I was making that much money that I could, I I could be happy and financially stable to Mm. only use British flowers, only work from April to October But unfortunately, I have a mortgage to pay. And if I only Mm -hmm. work from April to October only using British-grown flowers and seasonal flowers, one, I wouldn't have half the weddings that I have. Two, I would not be able to pay my mortgage. And that's, again, where I think there's this pressure, whether there is or not, whether it's in my head, I don't know, but I just feel this sense of pressure from... Fully sustainable florists, if I post a picture of the bridal bouquet that I make next week that's full of roses, Westminster Abbey roses, mm. and gyptophilia, that they'll be like, "You know, oh, she's not sustainable, she 's not even using seasonal flowers. If it was my choice, I'd have beautiful daffodils in there, some snowdrops, you know, yeah, but that's not what the bride wants, and in my opinion, and that's fine. If a client is coming to me and I am mm-hmm. going to take work in February because I can't afford not to take work. She will get what yeah, she wants. Ruin. Of course she will. That's it. And you, you're not sat there worrying, thinking, oh, shit, I can't say yes to that because it's not true to me. And then you've not got an income. Like, come on, money makes the world go round, doesn't it? We still need to put food on our tables and pay for bills and things like that. So, again, like if, you, if you lived with some of endless, you know, amounts of land and polytunnels and da-da-da-da-da, then might be slightly different, but that's not going to appeal to everyone, is it? But equally, I was going to say, I don't want to become a flower farmer as well as a florist. There are florists doing that who want to do that, and I envy them because I yeah. think it's a beautiful thing to be able to beautiful. combine the two. However, amazing, I just haven't got the knowledge or the patience to learn how to now become a flower farmer. Um Yeah. And I, I don't have the money for the land or the time for the bulbs. <laughs> the amount of bulbs and seeds that you would need, the time that you would have to dedicate to a flower farm, is n- mm. by no means, you know, an easy walk in the park. It's a lot Take of my hard heart work. To them. 100%. Beautiful. I do, amazing. But I just mm. think, you know, sometimes just a little bit of leeway from other, well, fellow florists. <sighs> not open their minds at all that is not what I mean but just think why are they making a, ro- a white rose bouquet in February you know not yeah not agreed. not instantly oh not sustainable not gonna associate myself with with her you know yeah um yeah agreed that's just that's just Fair my point. take on on sustainability really I think as long as we're all trying our best and we're all willing to learn i think we will move Massively. into the right direction into the next steps of hopefully becoming hugely sustainable have you seen having said this i saw on um lynn's kitchen i think her name is white horse florist she was sent um the new foam spelled p-h-o-a-m yes, I yeah and she used yeah. it and she said it was really good so I don't actually know how it's made. I think it's plastic-free or it's recycled plastics. I'm not yeah, entirely I sure. Read about it. But yeah, I think I think it's yeah. 100% biodegradable. Yeah, it, is. it holds water, and she was sticking in. You know, she she used some sort of twigs woody stems and she said you know they're all holding in place on all the heavier things and then she Mm. used some much more sort of delicate seasonal stems like um narcissi and tulips you know the stems that are quite tricky Mm. to get into into arrangements and they slid in like a dream so i thought that might be quite a quite a good option to (laughs) slid in like a dream molly's laughing at me that (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) Not that kind. Try of, not to laugh, not, not that kind of sorry. podcast, Molly. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, that's worth like maybe looking about. Um, I have have looked, and then you know what? I think I probably looked at like the busiest time last year, and then it just got put on the back burner. But definitely going to inquire about that. Um, it's it's fairly new, I for believe. Sure. Yes, and it is, there was those yeah. other things. Did you see those other things? Um, I can't remember what they were called. They were like. Plastic bags filled with water, and you would pierce holes in them. I have seen them as well. I don't know how they work. I don't know how that would work. I don't know how the water would stay in there, to be honest. It's a bit confusing. But yeah, so I haven't really got anything more to say on the matter, have you? No no, 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 I think we've covered really what we know and without going too far into it and not having maybe all of the knowledge, then I think we've covered what our opinion on it, haven't we? And um, maybe if anyone has has, you know, more info on it and how it can be put into practice, then write in and we can mention it on next week's podcast. And also we can practice it ourselves. If you have exactly. if you think you've found a really good sustainable way to make an arrangement and earn arrangement. Well, me and Molly use buckets for that, don't we, with chicken wire. But if you've got yeah. an alternative to that, if you've got an alternative for a funeral casket spray, if you've got an alternative for anything and it's a bit more sustainable please send it across because I would love to give it a try. And if there's anything new that I can learn, I am always willing to do that. Definitely. I completely agree with you. Great. End of that subject then. Um, So, Molly, on the last Mm -hmm. two episodes, I (laughs) think you teased us with an embarrassing moment that happened to you at a wedding setup last year. So I thought for this next part of the podcast we could talk about any embarrassing moments that we've had, either on a wedding setup, at a venue, in front of people, anything that has stuck in your mind that you think <laughs> or that you go red in the face even just thinking about. Oh my God. I think I'm still scarred. So, you have heard me mention about the old fire pit um, on the last couple of podcasts and um, I am happy to explain a little bit more about what <laughs> happened and, um, and this is when you really get to know me. So, I am clumsy, I am so clumsy that I drive myself mad, but you know, I'm used to it, everyone around me is used to it now and they don't blink an eye when I smash a glass out for dinner, or drop something, or it's just like the norm, but I am extremely clumsy, it's embarrassing, whereas I'm not embarrassed by it anymore, I'm like, oh well, never mind. Anyway, um, last year we did a wedding, it was a big wedding, they had two broken arches, and they are heavy, and we had to move them from the church to the um, reception. And the reception was in their field and they had a beautiful big marquee. The ground was a little bit uneven and the arrangements were absolutely massive. So we are struggling like mad. Was it you and Dan? Dan, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came, came, uh, he does some wedding work with me, Um, he's an ex-florist, so yeah, he came on board to help me and he was like, bloody hell mate, this is heavy, I said, no I know, I know, we've got it, like be careful, please be careful, we've got it, anyway, (laughs) oh my god. So all of the guests were at the venue already and we're having to still move in these huge arrangements and, you know, people were happy, it was a boiling day, people got their drinks, maybe people, it wasn't very easy to access so we were I was like instead of going through the big doors there because there's a lot of people let's go through the back (laughs) through the kitchen (laughs) so Dan was like yeah that's fine so as I moved I he'd got the bucket end I'd got the top me to you sort of moment I was like I can't see I can't see so we'd got him out of the van we'd gone under these fairy lights we'd then established we weren't going to go through that door so we needed to change direction so as we moved direction all of a sudden I fell over the only fire pit that was in this section of the field right my leg didn't bend you know when you like to hit your (laughs) shin and it doesn't bend my leg did not bend and neither did anything else because it was made on you know how we make them on the metal frame so nothing was bendy and with that, I just shot straight on top of the fire pit, smashed all my stomach on the fire pit, oh my all my leg, took the, <laughs> took the broken arch with me oh. and lay face planted on top of the broken arch, head in flowers <laughs> and all the, there was 250 guests, right, and all you heard was, Oo-ay! Oh no, that's the worst. Are you alright? Oh, bloody hell, are you alright? And I just thought, oh my god, oh my god, all I could see was just flowers, and I just put my thumb up in the air while I still lay down, <laughs> my thumb above my head. <laughs> my friend was absolutely pissing himself at me. I, at this point, was starting to laugh, and I thought, oh, my God, I've got to stand up in front of all these people. And I stood up, and they went, do you think that was cool on camera? I so, said, oh. oh, my God, and they said, are you all right? And I went, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, I'll say I'm fine. And inside, I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. Well, we kept ourselves, we controlled ourselves so much until we got behind where the caterer's van was. And I actually wet my pants with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> because just couldn't control ourselves because it was so embarrassing and then after that we had three other arches we had to move and oh my gosh. Oh so you couldn't even leave Did after I, that and not see them again? No, no, no. Oh. I was like in agony. I was I'm like oh my god and then three da- I bruised so easily and three days later my stomach was yellow, my leg was I remember purple. you sending me a picture of it. Oh my god. It looked like you'd been just... in a car accident. <laughs> I just looked awful and it was like It was absolutely hilarious and it could only happen to me. And I think the fact then that all the way home we just laughed and laughed and laughed. um, (laughs) It could just only be something that I do. And yeah, that's one. That's probably the most embarrassing thing in front of people. I've, I've spilt lots of buckets on site, and I always smash vases on site. Like Do I can't you? talk to a couple, and I'll I'll kick a vase, and it shatters everywhere. And I go, oh, don't worry about that, like oh. because I'm just like, oh shit. um So yeah, my friend, um, not friend, sorry, a, a lady that came and helped me. She is a friend now. Um, but she was helping me, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Poof, and kicked this vase. And then she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "It's fine, don't worry about it. I do it all the time." <laughs> um, so yeah, what about you? Um, I don't think I've had anything like that. I'm not you gonna not wet lie. Your pants on site. <laughs> I haven't wet my pants. No, no. Um, oh my god. I mean, it's not. It, I didn't fall or anything, but there was a, a wedding I did. Uh, 2021 I think it was one of the first big weddings I ever did um, and it was in Ticknell which is quite a well to do village near me mm. <clears throat> the couple were quite quite posh um, and it was a big deal to me because it was a big ish wedding from one of my first uh, yeah. um, and I had two milk churns and oh my god I didn't, we had pew ends as well so I went into the church before anybody got there tied all the pew pu- ends mm. uh, to the pews um, sorted and then I'd already pre-made the milk churn so I put them outside the church um, mm. and then I had tea with me and he was like okay what do we do now and I was like well I think because everything was being moved, the puens were going into Bob bars to the reception that was being held at Cork Abbey which wasn't far at all from the church and the two mm. milk churns were going to sit behind the top table to frame the couple really nicely for the dinner so the church bells rang, they got married, I was like great, I said well I imagine... Again, not really knowing. I was like, I imagine they'll come out and they'll just go to the reception. Mm-hmm. So they they came out. Then the photographer got them to create a line from <laughs> the door all the way down to the path mm-hmm. of the confetti. I thought, right, let's give it time. They'll they'll do that. Then they'll all disperse. No, they all they did the confetti. Then they're all hanging around, literally, in the doorway. All mm-hmm. all the guests, bride oh, and groom. Yeah, And I was looking at my watch and T was saying Gab if we don't get those milk churns like now oh, They're going to be at time. the reception Before we're even mm-hmm. there And I was like oh shit okay." So I said to him you go get them He went I'm not bloody getting them you go get them I was like okay <laughs> All right. was like, I'll stand here and I'll get them You drop them here to me I'll take one to the van Then you can go back and I'll come back and get the other I said okay So I couldn't go round the front of the church Because everybody was there So I was like I'll go round the back of the church so mm-hmm. to be inconspicuous I went round the back I was dressed all in black I don't know why um, hopping slash half running over graves because I didn't want to step on people's graves oh, like, oh apologising to them so I got round to the side where everybody was and I thought how do I do this because I don't blend in, I'm all in black I don't look like I'm at a wedding mm. so I sort of did like a, a James Bond thing like <laughs> along the wall, along the church <laughs> wall and I was like right I've made it to the milk and great forgot I tied them to a hook on the wall I was like I oh, guess so I can't even just take them I saw the bride and groom out of the corner of my but they hadn't seen me I thought great I've got away with this I knelt down to undo the milk churns and just as I got the knot undone I was about to grab it to go round the back again oh Gabby hi oh we just want to thank you so much for the flowers everything's beautiful and I was like oh thank you so much congratulations it, you look gorgeous blah 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 turn around to thought that would be the end of the conversation they carried on the conversation and i was like oh honestly i really pre- appreciate you know you talking to me but you really don't have to do this right now i am trying to be so inconspicuous and they're like, oh no it's fine we'll, we'll see you at the, re- at the reception i said oh great great so i got the milk churn didn't realize behind me a group of guys had come and blocked my way around the back so the only option was to walk around <laughs> mm. the whole perimeter but i had this milk churn And I couldn't see anything. I'm five foot. So the milk churn just looked like it had feet. Heard quite a bit (laughs) of laughing. Didn't realise. I'm also trying to hop over graves. Can't see anything didn't realise I wasn't going around the perimeter I was going straight through the middle of all the guests and they were having to part ways for me so the inconspicuous thing just went completely out the window and he was out the window it does though. I got to where I thought T was but by this point he just put his head down turned away and walked away because he was so embarrassed oh my god (laughs) so I managed to get that out and then I had to go back for the second one by which point I think everybody knew what I was doing so I just walked straight up to (sighs) it and snipped it and took it away but it was it was a bit embarrassing when I'm trying to be so inconspicuous and like I I didn't even want to be noticed to now I'm a walking milk churn and then I I I've moved a milk churn before and then like you said you know they are quite easy to move and I think I can do this on my own. And then a guest goes, Do you want a hand? And I'm like, Oh, I know. Oh, no, You've seen me. Like, look, I've not even brushed my hair today. Like, please yeah. don't look at me right now. I've been up since four. Enjoy yeah. Enjoy the canapes and see you at the venue. I like, mean, they've got good intentions, but it's just like, please just oh, act like you so have funny. not seen me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like everyone. Can you help the florist get the stuff? Into oh, the and I know. Like, oh no! I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm honestly fine. Please don't worry. Just enjoy your day. Oh, how funny! A walking milk churn. Bloody hell! I mean, it is. It's. Um, I mean, yeah. I think there's probably been so many things that's happened that I'm just like, oh my god. But. That is, I think my one with the episode oh, of the broken arch has got to be the best ever um, that's happened to me, and obviously and you yeah, had bruises to last for a few weeks. Oh, I, I went imagine. on holiday. I went on holiday the week after, and I was just like yellow, purple, and black. <laughs> it just looked awful. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, sunshine, get through this." Um, yeah, really, really, really bad. It was metal. Big. Thank God it wasn't lit. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Um, what's happened to the floor so she's on fire she's okay the whole arch would have gone up and i would (laughs) have it is me the whole arch you know i would have been on fire too (laughs) i would have turned yeah and we wouldn't be here doing this right now well let's leave those embarrassing moments there and let's hope we don't have many more of those heading on into the 2024 season um And so we're going to um, move over onto the questions now that we've had um, sent in from you all. So please keep them coming um, because we'd love to see, you know, what you've got to ask us and and maybe any more information that you want to share, just let us know and we'll hopefully try and get through them over the next episode. So I'm going to hand you over to Gabs to take over with the questions. Yeah, I've got them all written down in front of me um, because we didn't get through them all in the last episode. So I have saved some up um, for this one. So the first question I've got for you, Molly, well, for both of us, um, it's a question from Megan, and she said, uh, what is the one thing that has surprised you since being in the industry? Do you want me to go? Oh, my God. Yeah, you go while we'll like I have a little think. Um, I think the one... that There's quite a few things that have surprised me, but I think the one thing that has surprised me the most and that continue to continues to surprise me mm-hmm. is the way I feel when somebody trusts me to create their wedding flowers. Yes, absolutely. I remember that when I first started, I could not believe that people would trust me to create their wedding flowers. And three years on into the wedding season, I still feel exactly the same as I did from the first Mm. wedding. And its I think it's just it's a sense of pride and surprise really that we started Mm -hmm. these businesses on our own, we've accomplished this ourselves and it's not an office job where I dread getting up for and going into work. I still am Mm. surprised at how amazing I feel when I get a booking. And especially when people say, we love your work, we trust you, yeah. just go with it. That feeling for me yeah. still surprises me It's now. like no other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my God, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I, I don't believe in myself enough. And when people then say, you know, oh my God, we just loved everything you did for us. Thank you so much. Like... I think that wedding last year when I flew out to Italy, I was like, like oh my are, you God, sure yeah. you, are you sure you want me to come? And, like, there are other options. No, I want it to be you. I trust you. I know that you're going to be able to create what i want and i'm thinking this is in another country okay okay I of all it. the florists the they could I have chosen it. in italy they yeah. wanted you and they wanted to pay and for I... you to travel to do their flowers like that is yeah. a feeling um, i can imagine is like no other really it was amazing apart from the snake situation and the boat crash however <laughs> <laughs> that's another story only we could go on a boat that crashed run by the mafia and they weren't really that bothered (laughs) and whatever and saw a flipping snake which i have a phobia of but the wedding looked amazing and nobody knew all that um but i think this that was like i was like are you sure you know and like you said people trust you and then you know um you know oh you're molly you're the lady that runs blossom and bloom and i'm like yeah oh yeah oh my god did i ever tell you I went into Waitrose in Nottingham City Centre once. I was with my mum, Mm. and I have never, I've never had this since. I never had it before, but I have never felt like a celebrity in my life apart from these five minutes. I was buying a croissant at Waitrose in town, and um, I went to pay, and the lady said, she was in a little baker's outfit with a bakery, you know, hairnet on, and she said, are you Gabby from um, Flowers in the Wild? And I was like, (gasps) oh! Oh my god Yes And my mum was like Yes she yes. is Yes she is I was like mum calm down We're not Do you want her asked, autograph She's not asking for my bloody autograph But I just thought Oh my I'd god i <laughs> Do you want a headshot Oh uh, Yeah do you want a headshot <laughs> Just have it now I um I think Yeah I think that For me Same as you It's like You know I had Um Feed When you have feedback And like reviews And stuff And I'm like Oh my god Like people really And like, or when you get a book and it's like, I just love your style, I just love... And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. That is yeah. actually me. Yeah. They're booking me because they want me to do it. I think that's my thing that still surprises me the most for nearly nearly four years down the line. Um, Mad. It's crazy. I'm so grateful. I know, I know. I think maybe we don't believe in ourselves enough. I'm not sure. I don't think we do, but I don't know if that will ever come. I think just because... No. We work on our own, don't we? So it's it's yeah, hard to give it. yourself encouragement yeah. and also... Fair bloody play, Mole, that looks fantastic. <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to do that, are you? No. <laughs> Tap yourself on the shoulder. Good girl, good girl. I don't talk like that, but, you know, no, she doesn't... <laughs> um, I've got another question then um, and this question is quite a good question actually it came from my mum and she was very annoyed that we didn't answer it on the last episode so sorry about that mum we're doing sorry, it now um, she said what happens if your delivery turns up and the growers have sent the wrong colour do you want to know my one first you bastard <laughs> <Bloody> fucking hell <laughs> That's what I say, and I'm really sorry, Greer. <laughs> but that's what I say. And I oh, for God's sake. And then I ring Gab and go, this is in the bloody wrong colour. And then I go, oh, I don't need to ring you about this, Gab, and tell you. I'm going to go and sort it out very professionally. So then we have to con- we have to take photos. We have to then contact our grower. And then we have to then make a credit form for it. And then we have to hope to God that they are going to be super friendly and super nice. And they will actually send us what we've ordered. However, there have been situations where I have been refused that stock. Mm -hmm. It's not been sent to me. The wedding is in three days time. So I've had to go and maybe do another minimum spend elsewhere for that. Or, you know, drive my local sort of market where I don't really go to an awful lot only if if I really really had to would be like Birmingham area drive and actually maybe go and get them to order it in there for me so it's 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 not a small problem to change is it it's quite it's quite a big thing that lands on us when it's not our it what's the saying it's not your problem it's our issue or something like that I can't Mm. I don't know um I'm sorry, I can't send this out for you today. Um, I can get it to you on Friday. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough, you know. Well, the wedding's on Friday, mate. What are we going to (laughs) do? Yeah, you've made the mistake. I've ordered the correct stock. I get mistakes happen, but can you at least fix it? Yeah. And and, and it's just a bit of a... It takes a good... Depending on what it is and how much of it is, it can take like a good hour out of your day. Oh, hundred percent. Um, it's it's very rare. I've actually had the wrong colour sent to me. I did have um, a big bunch of purple roses sent to me for an all white wedding. But luckily, I I would over ordered for that wedding, so I was able to just leave the purples out. What about them um them big purple um, the carnations you had that were like a neon? Oh yeah, purple. and that was for a white wedding as well, wasn't it? And they were the same name as the white ones. Well, I, I just mm, don't know why they would the look version. at the whole order. The whole order is white. Why would I just want one purple? purple? It doesn't make sense. Well, neon purple. What happens no. a lot for me, and I know it happens for you, is not necessarily the wrong colour, but missing stock. Yes. A lot. Yes. It happens a lot. Yes. There was one wedding last year that I think... Um, it wasn't a very big wedding... But it was requested for quicksand roses and i think i ordered about 40 mm. or 60 quicksand roses yes. and none of them were in the delivery mm. and i had two yeah, days is, i had two worse. days before the wedding so luckily my yeah. line manager at my growers was actually very good and she got them sent out to me the next day free of charge however i know some lime managers aren't as nice or as kind and won't help you mm-hmm. and then what am i meant yeah. to do i.e. me we use the same one and yours is great mine isn't and it's really annoying same company it's just a lot of hassle for when it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. so that's yeah agreed that's what we do we make it work basically but th- those quicksands. oh god yeah and the customers an would never know no you know no. they'd never ever know but it bloody is frustrating it is it is um so I've got one more question Molly for us and it is actually from a fellow florist the lovely Charlotte at Fronden Bloom um who has messaged us both since we started the podcast she's a fairly new mm-hmm. flower friend of of mine but um she's just bought a flower farm 10 minutes down the road I won't say too much yeah, about Charlotte her. because we are hoping to have her as one of our guests on future episodes so I'm not going to say too much about yeah. her because I'll save that for that episode but she's lovely she's amazing you should follow her page it's frond and bloom on instagram um charlotte asked us what is your and it made me laugh what is your biggest frustration in the industry um so my biggest frustration in the industry or one of them maybe would be when you are with the public and maybe there'll be a comment like oh i could be a florist today now i know how to do this or like, um... After they've done a workshop or something like that. Yeah, and and I'm just like, absolutely. Um, you know, and I always ask people, like, if you want to help, would you be interested in, like... Are you interested in floristry? Like, please keep in contact. I'm happy to help you. Like, I will give anyone a helping hand, absolutely. But my Maybe it's not so much that. Maybe it's more so, like, oh, I'd love to... This is it. I would love to stand in a pretty shop full of flowers I don't have a shop full of flowers but oh I'd love to be a florist and play with pretty flowers all day and I'm like it is you do not stand and play with pretty flowers all day to get to that and I know they don't mean any harm by it but I think oh. Like, it's one of my little things that bugs me. Because I think we don't just, you know, pluck them out of our arse and go, woohoo, here's all the flowers in our. (laughs) I mean, that would be great. We'd save a lot of money if we could pluck them out of our arse. Jeez, that would be amazing. But it's not like you have to do so much groundwork to get to that point of having those flowers in your shop or in your studio. There's not a lot of playing that happens. no, there's cleaning the buckets, there's conditioning them, there's ordering them, there's you know speaking to your customers, there's choosing the color palettes, there's there's so much more that goes into it, and there's sweeping and freezing cold and dirty hands and all that. Like it's not just playing with. Flowers. I mean, no, um, I I think that bugs me. I'd not not I enough. I can tell to it like does, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no please don't hate me for that but do you know no, what i no, mean no i, think, I know exactly what you mean me yeah and play and then they go oh that's how much it is i think yeah because well because they the think work. you just stand and play with flowers but i just think yeah they're, they're not um they don't People know don't do know, they, and I, completely, they don't know. I completely appreciate that and this is what we're doing um so yeah that would probably be my one florist to florist not florist to public florist to florist you know bit of a floral chat there not not i'm not by any means backstabbing no no all. i know exactly what you mean 100 percent. um i think one of my biggest frustrations i was trying to think about this i've actually got a few <laughs> but i'm only gonna say one <laughs> funny <that>. um, <laughs> um is and it's with fellow industry people actually um not not florists um and it's if I get offered the opportunity to do a styled photo shoot or an open day, mm-hmm. particularly photo shoots, um, I've, hence why I've only ever done one, I think, or maybe two. I think I've only ever done one styled shoot and maybe two open days. Um, I, I did have a message uh, late last year asking to do a photo shoot sounded great I said yeah absolutely you know I got the message oh we love your work we think it'd be perfect for the style of shoot Mm. that we want to do um and I said yeah absolutely you know send me over the mood board send me over who's who's involved in it you know the photographer the stylist the bridal dress company everybody the cake person Mm. um so they sent it over to me and I loved some of the suppliers in there and I thought that sounds great I said yeah I am available um, I love everything on there um, could you just let me know what the budget is for the for the flowers please mm. and um, I got back oh uh, well we've paid money for the models so there isn't actually a budget for the flowers and mm. I go okay I unfortunately can't take part in your shoot can't do and it. that is not me yeah. saying that you, if you're a florist and you get offered this you shouldn't do it I just think that there isn't the thought for florists when it comes to styled shoots or open days. Yeah. I understand open days is a chance for you to advertise your work. But I think... And you may get Make a couple Make sure you're weddings. doing what you want to do. You may, you may get a couple of weddings off the back of an open day. However, I've never done an open day because I can't afford to lose the lot. amount of money that mm-hmm. I would need to create the arrangements that I want to capture people's eye and be in the competition yeah. with the other yeah. florists that are there. Yeah. Same with styled shoots, you know, I would love to do a styled shoot but unfortunately mm. the stylist has got her stock or his stock They can just pull it out Mm -hmm. of their existing stock. Yes, I know they add to it. However, they don't have to buy a whole new colour range for every single wedding. The photographer... Our stock is perishable. The the photographer, I understand, you know, it's a lot of time to edit the photos and things, but you're not having to buy a new camera every wedding or a new camera for this photo shoot. Every style shoot that I've done, the cake person has done an amazing job, and I'm always shocked when they say, oh, it's just icing on polystyrene. I understand they have to buy icing and things, but nobody takes into account that the florist is actually the only person that is going to be out of pocket at the end of a photo mm-hmm. shoot three, four hundred pounds because that's a minimum. Well, our minimum spend is three hundred pounds with our supplier, and you don't get a lot for that. And at the end of it, yes, I'm going to have some beautiful photos, but I'm going to be three hundred pounds down, and I'm going to be mm. the only person three hundred pounds mm. down in a photo shoot. So I just so think true. I would just like a bit more consideration for the flower side of a photo shoot, really. Yeah, because initially it, they often say that, you know, the flowers are what is going to make this item pop or something. And you think, well, if that's the case, then, you know, if there's I'm not spending £300 pounds of my own money to make the photo no, shoot look no. amazing. I need some no, help with it. that because I can't afford yeah. to spend £300 out of my own money yeah. and nobody else chip in. No, I completely agree with you. And I think photo shoots and style shoots were very much a thing when we weren't able to go and do weddings and I was asked to do a lot and I did do a few when I first started you know a bit oblivious really and you're so right that I I did oh my god I did do one and I'm not even going to tell you how much I spent on flowers looking back now there is no way I would do that ever again but I didn't know I didn't know that, and I spent a fortune on these flowers for a styled shoot just to make. And yeah, the oh my god, the, it, the pictures yeah. are lovely, but
1: it's yeah, not. But... I'm not
0: getting my 300 pounds back, am I? So, uh, no. Anyway. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so we're almost at the end of our podcast, but we are going to end on our finishing segment, which is our in or out. Um this is the part of the podcast where me and Molly again just our opinions we say what we are loving at the moment what we're seeing in the wedding industry and things that we don't really like anymore that we think are out. So do you want to do your in first Molly? What's your in this week? Yeah, so my my in this week is to see um I love seeing different colored shoes for weddings so bridal like shoes or grooms you Know or bride and bride, groom and groom, like a, a funky shoe, yeah. Um, so I think that's cool, you know. Um, maybe if you've got a white dress or on the contrast, like my dress was uh, well, it had everything going on, but I, I ordered these white shoes again because I was like, people obviously have to wear white shoes, and um, and yeah, actually hated them. And two days before the wedding, ordered a blue pair of shoes. And I wore blue shoes. And then later on I put my Dr Martens on. So I think whatever you'll feel comfortable in, just go for it. If that means your Dr Martens, your pink shoes or your green, I don't know, high tops or something, wear them. Go for it. So that's my in. What about uh, what about you? Um, so my in this week is intimate weddings. Much more sort of, I'm really loving the, the weddings that, that we're seeing on Instagram which are either sort of intimate city weddings where it's just a rese- um a registry office and then they go to a pub afterwards and they still have nice. flowers and candles and a nice tablescape but it's so yeah. relaxed and um, like garden party style weddings I really really like just the you can just see everyone having loads of fun and it's a lot less formal a lot less sort of regimented mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's my in it's something I'm hoping to achieve with my own wedding next year Um, I agree with that because it's exactly what we did and I I loved it so yeah yeah I'm excited for yours as well yeah um I think we're going to talk about our weddings next week aren't we mom that's going to be our topic for next week um okay okay so for your out then Molly what is your out this week um my out this week is I am going to say pampas grass um gonna say pampas grass i'm actually allergic to it and um (laughs) it's just really messy it goes everywhere and um i think maybe it's seen its day however i did stumble across a wedding venue in a desert right and it was dressed with cactuses and like a bit of pampas grass and things like that there in terracotta pots and i did kind of think actually it does look quite nice there yeah But, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really like it anymore. It's so messy. It It gets absolutely everywhere. And you are picking little bits of pampas grass out of your clothes, your carpet. It ends up in places that you wouldn't even expect it to end up. (laughs) Yeah, it's annoying. And, uh, yeah, it makes me sneeze. So, an itch. So, yeah, pampas pampas grass. What about you, Gabs? Um, My out this week is uh, Toffee Roses. and I know you had them in your bouquet Molly for your wedding Mm -hmm. and it's not an out because I don't like them I really like Mm -hmm. the look of them I think they are beautiful they're they're so unique there's not another colour similar to them at all really you can't get anything that matches them they smell really beautiful they're great to reflex so it's not because I don't like them that they're my out what frustrates me so much about them is the price um Mm. and especially I get quite a lot of brides I get so many brides actually asking me for toffee roses um and sometimes 99.9% of the time they only want a few toffee roses just in the bridal bouquet because they love them but they don't want them anywhere else in the wedding which Mm -hmm. is fine if you're willing to pay the price. So, for example, mm. I did have a quick look on the wholesale this morning because I wanted to have my facts correct for when I spoke about this. So, I looked on, and these prices change week on week, by the way, that they're not sort yeah, of they fixed. Do. They literally change. And this is probably some of the cheapest I've seen Toffee Roses priced at. I looked on the website this morning, and for a bunch of Toffee Roses, one Toffee Rose costs £2.81. That's this is, this is that's not even for us to buy it in. That's before VAT. So, if oh God, you yeah. use the florist universal sort of method, which is times by four plus VAT, which is 20%, so £2.81 times three is £8.43 plus 20% goes to £10.11p. That is for one rose, just one stem. I Madness. I looked, and the minimum i minimum minimum amount that I could buy because you can only get you can't buy you can't pick and choose at your wholesalers how many of each rose you get. They come in different wraps. Some of 10, 20, like 25, 50, 50 hundred, so on. So the minimum amount of toffee roses that I could buy at wholesale were a wrap of twenty. So times a uh, uh, ten pound eleven p by twenty. That comes to a grand total of two hundred and two pounds and twenty p for twenty stems of toffee roses. Okay, crazy. So if I've got a bride that is, I'm charging two hundred pounds, let's say, for her bridal bouquet, and she wants a couple of toffee roses into the bridal bouquet, that's fine. I can get that for you, but your bridal bouquet will be upwards of four five hundred pounds because it's going to cost me. £202 just for two roses. God knows what else I'm going to put in your bouquet and how much other variety of flowers is going to make up your bouquet to add in just the two toffee roses. But do you see what I mean? The price of them Mm. is insane. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely, completely agree. That is why, for me, they are out because I just think they need to come down in price. Yeah. So they're much more affordable and make me want to use them. (laughs) in people's oh, no, weddings they cost they did cost me a fortune to use them for our wedding they really did but that color it was just like that was just a theme throughout our oh, day oh there's that, no other color, color like it yeah and we had no orange we had nothing to sort of contrast it was just that rust terracotta color so but I'm um, they yeah they cost a fortune they really did Okay, so we're going to leave it today there, guys. I just want to say a massive thank you to you for listening again. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please let us know any feedback, write in with your questions, and we will catch up with you on next week's episode. You are welcome to follow us on our Floris Undone Instagram page, which is at Floris Undone, or you can keep up to date with mine and Gabby's work Gabby's Instagram is at flowers in the wild and mine is at blossom and bloom underscore florist and uh, we'll speak to you next week thank you so much yeah have a lovely weekend everyone bye